Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Laladano show. Today I have with me Ansh who is a UX designer and he's a part of Zaddle and let's understand today a little more about building a career in this very field. Welcome Ansh to our show. Thank you buddy, glad to be here. Uh now Ansh, I'm an entrepreneur. I know you have a lot of entrepreneurial roots as well. What do you actually really do? Because for me UX and UI is something that I only listen and it's like a jargon. Can you explain what you actually do? It's actually pretty straightforward, right? So as a startup founder, you always have an idea and it's in your head, but to develop it, you need a structure to that app, right? It could be a technical solution. So as a UX designer, I help you bring that vision come to life. I help you put that onto a phone. and give a map to your developers so that it becomes easy for them to develop what you have in your mind so i help you design your solution in a very tangible and a very practical way so so you are telling me you build apps now how do you do this like i mean we all of us use apps we are consumers of it but we don't know what is the secret or what is the secret juice behind it can you tell us about that So I think the common assumption is that every time you get an idea you just start developing it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you get an idea, you develop it and you release it. But there's one very pivotal stage which is the design stage. Okay? It happens when you get your idea, you know that this is something that I want, but the truth is that you never really know what the community wants, what the people want. So as a designer, we talk to your potential users, we try to understand what do they really need. and there are multiple stages but if i had to break it down to really modular steps the first one is research and defining your problem statement okay then when you're beginning what is that one core problem that you're willing to solve and asking yourself will people pay me to solve that problem because people have many problems but they're not going to pay you to solve them because they're kind of okay with having problems so you have to find a problem that they are ready to pay for makes sense and and the more specific the problem is the easier you can actually start selling your product and they say right specific is terrific and and as long as you have that specific uh, problem solving ability you can scale at large now moving on i want to also understand what is some of the like you're a ux designer you are a designer what are some of the things that you have to do to get into this hardcore skill field right uh, is it just a degree or does it involve doing courses getting a mentor what does it involve so i personally believe that if you can afford a design degree you should 100% get it okay but i believe that if you are already pursuing a completely different degree or if you're in a career where you're not getting paid you can very easily switch to ux design without a proper degree to get started there are two components to this there's the tool and then there's the subject itself okay so the tool is figma you can learn figma for free mm-hmm. it's a software that runs on the cloud so you don't need a very expensive laptop to use it because in the earlier days people had this excuse that i don't have a good laptop i don't have the money to buy the software so all those excuses go away and the second part is the subject which is how do you design apps so to learn the tool figma you just need 15 hours at okay. max Mm-hmm. within 15 hours you will learn figma from figma's youtube channel so this is just to gain the knowledge part of it of the tool of the tool yeah when it comes to the subject i recommend people to obviously just not be a consumer but to be very careful and conscious about the apps that you are using so if you're opening instagram try to figure out what makes me feel good about this app 
right mm. how am i buying more things on amazon what is so special about whatsapp that keeps me hooked to it and then of course there are practical ways as well there are a few websites and resources that you can learn from but everything is available for free and i think when you speak about this it comes to consumer behavior it comes to pattern recognition right so if you can recognize your own pattern then you can eventually figure that out for the rest of the world as well now speaking of which how did you upskill yourself as a professional and how could people who are interested in this field do the same move from a beginner to a pro level i feel that the most important step is first of all figuring out that hardcore skill so as i said you have to spend a lot of time understanding figma learning ux design the best source to do that is medium.com it's a place where you can read articles for free there's growth.design it mm-hmm. has practical case studies on some of the most popular apps that we use on a day to day basis so growth.design is the perfect place to start as a beginner and of course using your apps uh there's one more step which is adding your complementary skills right so ux can be your core skill and just as a filmmaker if you're a director you still need to learn editing right if you're into sales you still need to work on your communication so you need to have those complementary skills to make sure that you make more revenue so that your reach is enhanced so as a ux designer there are three skills that are absolutely important first is being a storyteller because no one likes yarn but everyone <laughs> is willing to hear a good story yeah. second is being able to communicate your own thoughts mm-hmm. that if you have hundreds of ideas which idea would you pitch first and third is the ability to make systems because wow. if you don't have a system for your apps and screens you will spend hours and hours doing repetitive tasks so as a designer it's your responsibility to make sure that you prioritize scale Makes how sense. quickly your app can scale how do you have a system behind everything that you do i think the three takeaways that you actually gave us is also very universally applicable to a lot of other fields as well just not designing yeah. because if you have the ability to to tell stories you have the ability to sell right because in today's world data tells story sells and and if you have to go if you if you need that extra inch of advantage you have to be good at communication storytelling and like you said systems because like ray crock says what make mcdonald's great is not the burger but the system in itself uh moving on one of the things that i've seen in your profession is there's a kind of a battle between two decisions one of which is should i go for a job which there is a lot of safety and guaranteed money or should i jump into the part of freelancing where you have an ocean of opportunities and it's only about how you make the best of it what would you suggest and where is there more upside according to you so i think if you're beginning you should focus more on freelancing because big companies won't trust you in fact no company would trust you the issue with freelancing is that it's quick money so there's no scale to it okay so i know a few friends who were making 1 1 1/2 lakh rupees per month from freelancing and they thought that the same receipts would say like they would apply for a job and tell the hr that i was earning 1.5 lakh rupees per month so that would be my salary that is not true okay sometimes getting lesser money from a better brand is the wiser decision rather than taking a lot of money from an unknown person okay why do you say that because if a big brand is paying you even mediocre amounts of money it shows that they trust you it shows that a really smart person is willing to you know put some stake on the other hand when you make money through freelance gigs by people who are just starting out who just have money but no awareness you're ripping them off they're paying you a lot of money simply because they don't know your subject 
but that is an illusion you're lying to yourself and you know you will easily spend all the money that you make so it's better to target brands but nobody would trust you in the beginning so spend one or two years freelancing eventually shift to a better brand i think one of the examples that i really like which one of my mentors told me about this is the concept of farming versus hunting right i i feel uh, freelancing is more like hunting yeah. and uh, if you work with a bigger brand it's like farming you're sowing a seed for something big to happen eventually maybe it's not going to give you the fruit right now but over a period of time it is going to pay you the dividend you truly deserve 100% yeah so moving on i want to ask you now let's say if we take freelancing as a career at least somebody wants to make some quick money right now how does one actually build the right portfolio what 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 would you consider a a grade portfolio so i think you need to have three proper case studies a lot of people say where do i get my case studies from so there's a website called sharpen.design that gives you free problem statements to work on okay otherwise you can always choose a domain that you like so if you played football as a kid make a project that is related to football once you have your wireframes everything ready write a case study on medium it's a place where you can publish articles once you have three case studies ready there's a free software called notion So Notion can help you build your portfolio for free. Okay. You don't need to buy a domain, you don't have to code anything. Take your case studies, put it on a Notion doc, and you can share a link to your Notion doc. Hmm. So whenever you're messaging your recruiter, don't send a PDF, don't send a deck because it's very difficult to go through PDF, it's very tedious. And the point is that if you want to update into that PDF, that change is not reflected because he's downloaded that PDF. That Notion page is dynamic. even though i have sent my link to my recruiter one week ago i can still make changes to it so write your case studies publish on medium have three of them put them in your notion doc share your notion doc with as many recruiters as you can man uh, again not being an expert in this field i still have so many takeaways for this personally because uh, at the end of it it's all about customizing your portfolio the right way in that, that is presentable and when people see it they have to really feel like you know putting that money on you and speaking of which everybody wants to be paid big but it also takes big work to back that up how do you get these people who pay you that big bucks like big clients uh, to come and work with you If yeah. you're like, let's say, in a beginner or an intermediate mode, yeah. So I think there are again two, three very important steps. First is being very good at what you do. That is non-negotiable. A lot of people skip that step. The second is focusing on your complementary skills. As I said, communication, storytelling, becoming a better person in general. The third step is putting yourself out there. So as a UX designer, there are three websites that you have to put yourself on: Dribble, Behance. Instagram, Medium, these four websites you need to have a profile on these four websites. Once you put yourself out there, build in public. Every time you learn something, every time you make something, tell the world about it. Post it on Twitter, post it on LinkedIn, post it everywhere so that people can see you progress in public. Once you've done that, you have to make sure that you're positioned in the right way. Okay. Positioning means virtually positioning as well as physical positioning. So if you're in Bangalore, you're physically positioned in the right arena. If I were to go to Mumbai-based company saying that I'm a UX designer, pay me big bucks, I'm in the wrong geography. 
Correct. So being in the right city is very very important. So make sure that physically you are positioned properly. Virtually, you have to make sure that there needs to be a proper branding for what you do. That on your Instagram you are talking in the right way. You are communicating in the right way. Your vocabulary is calibrated. It should show that you understand how things work. Yes. So virtually also you need to be positioned in the right way. Okay. And third is negotiations, right? When you communicate with someone, you need to know the reality, right? You can't ask too much. You can't ask too little. So being in touch with reality as to how much do you deserve, and and that requires some amount of research, some amount of networking, so that you know how to position yourself. Uh, a question that I want to ask is: You mentioned three websites, right? Why do, why those three specific websites? What's so special about them? Because they have the maximum reach. Every time you search the word UX designers or UI UX examples, Dribble comes up, Pinterest comes up, and LinkedIn comes up. All these websites come. So I think it's just easier if you will have more people on these platforms. Hmm. Man, I for one know for a fact that people who are watching this. Uh, Episode right now already have plenty of takeaways, and you've given it in the form of those small little golden nuggets. And just watching this episode, I'm sure it's more than enough information, motivation to get going, right? Um, I just have a couple of questions before I let you go on. Uh, you're a funded company. You've done so much before you got funded, right? You were used to visit uh, various universities like MIT, Harvard. You should take part in hackathons and all of this. Can you just give me a run through of those experiences? Because a lot of Indians today sitting here only think of it as a dream. Uh, how have those experiences shaped you? Uh, what are some of the memories you carry from them? So I think if anyone wants to just explore design and technology, I would recommend them to participate in hackathons because it's like a mini simulation of the real startup world. So in a hackathon, you get 24 hours. you build something which is not very perfect but you have a proof of concept you have a couple of judges in front of you and you pitch them so it not only shows you it teaches you resourcefulness how to do more in the least amount of resources it allows you to learn more because you have a lot of people around you that you can network with there's this website called mlh major league hacking they have a database of the biggest of hackathons in the entire world there is angel hack You can go to Angel Hack and figure out where is the nearest hackathon around me. Participate in them. So hackathons allow you to break your bubble. So if you're in your college and if you're consistently winning, I get it that it's a good sign, but it's time that you move to another jungle. Yeah. Hop from one bubble to another because that is how you adapt. That is how you build resilience. Correct. So I had an opportunity to visit Hack MIT, Hack Harvard. The thing that I made at Hack Harvard was selected at Microsoft Imagine Cup that allowed me to go to Sydney. So all of these things really broadened my perspective, and it it reminded me that I have so much more to learn. Even today, I feel like I know nothing. So it's very important to give yourself that reality check that you really know nothing. And I think that comes from experience, isn't it? Like as you start learning, I I feel it's like a it, it's like a chart, like it's like the stock market, right? When when you start learning, you feel like you know everything compared to your peer group. But once you start seeing people bigger than you who are super humble, super hungry, you realize you know absolutely nothing, and you're just getting started for the next leg of your race. And I think uh, that's where you stay grounded. Yeah, you stay. Honest about your entire dream, and you move forward. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, Ansh, one last question. 
what's your ultimate dream right you you've positioned yourself so well uh you you've had the right experiences you've surrounded yourself with the right kind of team members uh what's next man you've raised to close to 12 million uh in terms of your company what's next for a guy who's so accomplished already I feel like there's going to be a wave of UX designers in the upcoming 2 to 3 years. People are still exploring about this subject, but it's going to become popular. I want to be the face of UX design for India. Wow. Like if someone talks about UX design in India, I want them to think of me. Nice. And that is my aim. To work so hard to build such a cool community that if any random guy says I want to design an app, they should think about me.